some good silence there. <laughs> Usually we do nothing for silence, but Lisa decided to do everything. <laughs> Season 3, Episode 4, the podcast where we watch that episode of a TV show. It's late enough in the series to be good and early enough in the season to make sense. I'm Lisa. I'm Adam. We're super yeah! excited. Oh my God. <laughs> it's nice when we get an intro right and we don't forget to say our names. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's nice to uh, uh, feel in tune with each other and then also <laughs> yeah. feel in tune with the podcast itself and what we've created out of it. Yeah. Um, it's a rainy day here, just a little bit behind the scenes. Uh, we're mm-hmm. having a lovely rainy day. Lisa is set up with her coffee. Yes. I have not set myself up with any tea. Oh, no. Uh, I don't know if I want to do that or not i think uh, i'm good with the convo right now we can pause in a little bit <laughs> i can just here, hold on i can just 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 step away okay. and then pull and i'll just get the water going getting the water going i we, appreciate it we have that ambient sound of <laughs> yeah of the pot of of the, the kettle boiling. The kettle boiling. So so people really know that it's rainy. Uh, welcome, listeners. Um, <laughs> uh, we want you to we want you to feel the yeah. what's the word for? Um, it's like a German word for for true to life. Um, wow, so that it's is aggressively loud. loud. That's a loud kettle. You go kettle. <laughs> Verisimilitude. Verisimilitude? Yeah. That's what that is? Verisimilitude. Oh, it's not German. Okay. It's not. They no. use that in, uh, not to, you know, I won't say what it's from so that uh, I can't promote that person mm-hmm. uh, who authored those books, but the Veritaserum. Huh? The Truth Serum from a certain magical book oh. series. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't support TERFs. We don't support TERFs. Not here, not never. Not never. Right. This is a safe place. Yeah. For for trans women and people. And people. This is a safe place for y'all. This is a safe safe well, place for everybody. Welcome to the safe place. But um, if you're listening, um, stop driving your car. Uh, just <laughs> do you want to turn do this your car right? off. Do you want to just wait till the kettle's done? <laughs> sure. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> this was this was a choice that I made. Yeah. And I we can't go back. Yeah, we on brought it. the kettle in. Welcome to uh welcome to season three, episode four. We got Adam, Lisa, and our new co-host, the kettle. <laughs> the kettle. Woo! Everyone's been waiting for the kettle to come back. <laughs> Lovely. God damn. Lovely. It. It's I can't. It's going to go on like this for a while. Should oh, I just yeah. turn it off? I don't know. How now much you do I want, want tea? tea? How much do I want tea? You yeah. know, let's give yourself the opportunity. Let's set yourself up for mm-hmm. success. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lisa, what what you been up to? What you doing? What been up How's to? your life been? 
Yesterday, I made a bunch of appointments that I've nice. been meaning to make. Nice. So uh, that's exciting. I have to. I have one more I need to make for physical therapy mm. for the old knee. The old knee is is biking having is it doing detriment on your knee or? I think it's making it better. Okay, good. It's it building was, strength around it. It was pretty bad last year before I started biking or during the summer. Yeah, and then biking during the summer actually like. It shores up more, all those muscles, yeah. Yeah, it gives yeah. some more mobility, but yeah, now it's still like... Cause it doesn't click as much mm-hmm. as it did when I was walking up and down stairs, but it still like hurts unnecessarily. Oh, dang. Like it, when I'm walking sometimes, or yeah. sometimes I like limp. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, it's oh, something's no. wrong yeah, there. Yeah, there's, there's an issue. <laughs> there's there's yeah. an issue that back in the day, you would have just been like, well, I'm going to need a cane in three years. <laughs> For real. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to work in the salt mines. No. Of Siberia. <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't have had... We wouldn't have had quite the following that we do if we did have a salt mines podcast, I think. I don't know. It would be very different. Yeah. It'd be like... In more of an NPR type of thing. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. NPR, shout out. Shout out to our greatest listener, NPR. Thank you yeah. for supporting us. <laughs> and also, stop driving your gosh yeah. dang car. Stop driving your car. Stop driving your car. It is not safe to listen to a podcast. Do not drive. listen to a podcast while you're driving your so car. help me God. You know what's safe, though? Take a bus. Take some public transportation. Yeah. Listen to your podcast. That's much more safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not mm-hmm. going to... Uh, Especially you're, this You're podcast. not as responsible for uh, uh, being safe on the road when you're doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's just good to support public transportation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We need better public transportation we and do. infrastructure we in do. this country. We do. You know, I have been really uh, enjoying uh, thinking about infrastructure a lot recently. <laughs> uh, it, and more of like a revolutionizing infrastructure kind of a concept. Okay. Um, you know what, Lisa? Yeah. Uh, I might get fancy. Would you get that wacky ass teapot right there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not, not that one. Not that one. Not what you're looking at. Where I'm pointing. There's that Mexican one. Oh. No, the Mexican one. The one. No, 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 no. The one with all the colors. Yeah. How many gosh dang teapots does Adam have? We got a good amount of teapots. I have three teapots. So the top one is the teapot and the bottom one is the mug. So we're going to throw the tea in the top. Um, and uh, I'll just use some of that Moroccan mint right there Moroccan. that you brought. No, one or two. Just, just one. one. Just one. There's only one left. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh. I overfilled it. Oh. That's okay. It, it looks like you didn't overfill oh, no. it too much. It's right uh, take, there. Don't go stuff. over. Let's go around. Let's go. No, no, no. Don't pour it. Don't pour it. Don't pour it. Lisa, I want you to just Walk around this way <laughs> and uh, set her down right there. You're doing. And I'm, that's I'm perfect. doing okay. Thank you're you. doing great. Thank you. You're doing great, Lisa. You're doing great. See, I clean up. the whole teapot you pour into the cup below. That's the whole point <laughs> of it. I'm getting it now. Yeah. After you've let it steep. Yeah, after you've let it steep. Uh, today we watched Reno 911. Woo! Ah, Lisa, you picked this show. I did? You did, right? What? Yeah. I don't recall. What's this show about? The episode of this show is called SARS Outbreak. Mm. It aired on July 5th, 2005 on Comedy Central. We watched it on HBO. 
The host of the children's show, Reading Ron, brings his own camera crew into the Reno Sheriff's Department to learn about the day of an officer. Reading Ron goes cruising and out on the missions. <laughs> Reading Ron goes cruising and out on missions, and he begins to learn that Reno is not a very kid-friendly place. Weagle, Dangle, and Jones get trapped in a SARS outbreak. They have to be contained and have only a two, only two days to live. Get trapped. Get trapped in a SARS outbreak. I just, I don't recall. Maybe I forgot what SARS was. Mm -hmm. I think I was thinking it was MRSA this whole time. Oh, I don't know what MRSA is at all. But MRSA is a flesh-eating infection. Oh, viral infection. uh, uh, SARS was an airborne virus, I believe, that was highly infectious. And and, uh, COVID is a variety of SARS. Oh, really? SARS. Oh, COVID. is it SARS COVID? This is a this aired in 2005, yeah. and like we just ran like <laughs> jump in, and we're getting a, a quarantine. I noticed they were much more responsive <laughs> to the outbreak. That, That's true. At, at that time. That's true. Well, we are now. <laughs> the funny thing is, is the cold open of this episode is two people running up in gas masks to a to a house of another officer, um, being like a. A cyanide, a cyanide truck, truck jackknifed <laughs> down the road, and we need to get you a uh, a, a mask on right now. And he's mm-hmm. like, a respirator, yeah. a respirator. But like, uh, the guy was like, "There's no jackknife truck. This is some joke. You just want me to put on a dumb mask." And how how and relevant run around in his underwear? In his underwear. Yeah, I was gonna say well, how relevant is that first part, <laughs> but the run around in the underwear thing. Yeah. I I think it was that open tells you if you've never seen the show, like, oh, okay. So they all work together, and yeah. this guy doesn't even trust his coworkers right. enough. To, they think he's he's yeah. gonna prank them, or they think <laughs> they, they are gonna prank him. Yeah. yeah, and then they ended up being right, yeah. and he passes out. Yeah, it's <laughs> so like honestly, I was watching it, and I was like, oh yeah, this is so not beneath them to prank one of their coworkers mm. in that way, mm-hmm. and. I'm not even surprised that he didn't like. I wouldn't. I would be like, I yeah. Well, stop fucking around with me. Like, amazing. What? <laughs> yeah. It's funny because you're looking at it with the lens of like, oh, this is like very revealing of the characters, and because you're familiar <laughs> with the characters yeah. so much, and I'm looking at it more of a wide scale thing of, oh my god, this is great social <laughs> satire right now. It like, is. even when people are faced with very dire circumstances, <laughs> they'd rather not believe it than actually take action and put a mask on to yeah. save themselves or others around them. Wow. <laughs> Social commentary. Wow. Recently in episodes, as I've been editing, I've been like, wow, Lisa's really relating a lot of the themes in these shows to like a greater social thing. And uh, and this is the episode where we switch. Where we switch places. We switch. I was, a- although this show is like, successfully making a lot of social commentary. That's what satire do, right? Dang. It was Uh, (laughs) very funny that like, (laughs) it's funny that he's just in his underwear. They're like opening the door and he's just in like a, like a white tank and white underwear. And he's like, he doesn't put pants on to open the door. These people are, (laughs) they are very comfortable with where they are. (laughs) Yeah. In Reno, Nevada. (laughs) In Reno, Nevada. (laughs) I mean, and even to the location, even down to the location, they are this like sort of secondary, second rate gambling town Mm -hmm. in 
in Nevada that doesn't necessarily have any glory and, and is like a lot of the problems that that happen in this town are like drug related like they're they're suffering in the same way a lot of like small towns are suffering right right uh especially with a town that's industry is one of vice um which is very it's very funny that or it's very appropriate to the theme of the show of like making fun of a cops show or satirizing these kinds of things where the cops are interacting with spaces of vice spaces that uh, most people watching this show well i don't know i wouldn't say that most people watching this show don't interact with spaces of vice because uh i don't think cops is watched by like a a wealthy audience you know i don't know who watches cops cops i feel like is watched by people who have more of a a relationship to those kinds of stories, yeah. I imagine, or maybe I just I, I never watched Cops. I, I never watched. My mom watched Cops, I think, oh, but I I just like yeah, it wasn't anything that interested me. But I I'm sure some people like it. It's mm-hmm. it's hard because that stuff is like public information. Yeah, those police videos. But the show is entertainment. Yeah, and it's taking advantage of the the people. Yeah, and their situations that they are in. Unfortunate. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. It's, it's taking it's, advantage of people in a in a very uh, trying situation, and then it's uh, yeah. It also in dire circumstances. In dire circumstances, out, totally out of their control. At, at least finds those situations in which cops are called and have to respond, and then these cops are like, "I don't actually know how they react to people." I feel like I would have this satire would be more effective if I had watched any cops, you know, or like I would be uh, able to draw more. No, more. It, I think it's just as effective because it's also like satirizing police officers yeah like i mean at the end of this episode they can't even use any of the footage that they've taken yeah i mean unless the police station or police officers you were working with planned out a really cushy day Mm -hmm. in the office for them that it was always going to be like kids really don't need to be seeing all the awful things that cops are doing yeah yeah uh, and pe- <laughs> I mean, and firefighters can go into some pretty dangerous situations too. So yeah. that could have been risky also. <laughs> yeah. I, I think obviously we explained that this kid's show host is like going through the day of the police department and he's having a lot of trouble finding things that are kid friendly. Like these <laughs> cops uh, have a groundedness in the world of sex and and drugs and, drugs and crime M- money and crime. Uh, and they they don't get how to uh <laughs> express that in a child-friendly way right out of the gate they have ruined like uh, the first take is uh-huh. ruined you uh-huh. know and then another take and then another and yeah. it's like that sets the tone for the entire <laughs> rest of the episode uh, they bring up rape on a kid's show just like yeah. oh yeah some children are the product of rape and it's it's <laughs> it's funny it's funny that like these people are are so unaware of how to express these thoughts or like how, they, to, yeah. how to filter it for a, any kind of lens um but At it's all. so wild too because you kind of like well, yeah, they're they're talking about the real world. They're not they're not like they don't <laughs> yeah, know how to push wrong. it up. They're not wrong. Like, yeah, because they're talking about like <laughs> they talk. They make commentary on the fact that 
uh, Nishi Nash's character has multiple baby daddies, has yeah. multiple uh, children with multiple fathers. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> only one of them is well, it can read very well. Yeah. And then they go from that to it's okay to have two dads and two moms mm-hmm. to some children are the product of rape. Like yeah. the escalation yeah. th- is so good. It's and, so and good. You, like I can't disagree with any of that. Uh-huh. And it's weird that they're bringing it up. It, like w- it's weird that they were like, yeah, kids need to know this. Like because <laughs> like, they are like framing it all of the characters are framing this information for the kids yeah. like yeah that's okay yeah like like but they think it's okay like in so, their world it's fine to put this on a public access television mm-hmm, show mm-hmm. which i mean for the most part i think it's great to support you know different types of families yes but maybe <laughs> it's a harder conversation to have with your kid about like right what sex and rape is. Right, right. It's funny that like a lot of the conversations around what is okay for kids is basically what is easy to explain to children for from adults. And most, when an adult doesn't know how to explain something to their child, they don't want their child to know about it. They don't want their child mm. to ask about it. They had, he, before he walks in the room, he talks about like, the principal make touches a lot or yeah. something, right? Yeah. So even like the, he was trying to do a good job and like explain how kids can, I hope it can empower themselves mm-hmm. and, and have conversations of consent with like <laughs> what's right and what's wrong to do to them. <laughs> but this is, I mean, this is a fiction. This is a joke in a fictional universe yeah, yeah, um, yeah, uh, about a, like a group of very uh, morally <laughs> gray people who live in a town of just, not to say that Reno is a town of, of only vice, but. <laughs> I mean, it's, why not? It's, it's a town centered around gambling. It's yeah. in the wild west. Yeah. What once was the wild Middle west. Of the desert. I've only been once to yeah, Reno, okay. so anyone who's from Reno, you probably know more. We're probably being mm-hmm. insulting, mm-hmm. and we're only getting our impression of you from the show, and I want you to disregard exactly right. that. Or maybe we're exactly <laughs> right. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it is debaucherous. It's debaucherous. For that's sure. the word. Uh, is that what you were looking for? No, 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 oh. but that is that is a great word. Just debauchery. These... This is a joke show. This is a show for uh, telling jokes and yeah. to see what so much media paints police officers to be, which is people who are in charge, in control, and absolutely not necessarily flawless, but uh, authoritarian authority. for sure. Yeah. yeah, and these people are the authority in yeah. the town, but they're they're really very human and flawed, very flawed people, <laughs> and they're but they're an authority and a moral authority, sort of in a town of very flawed people. Oh yeah, so you haven't seen any of these episodes? No, you don't know, I don't know. how how I don't bad know. they all can be. Some I of them like do cocaine, and like some of it's mm-hmm. like they they like follow the letter of the law and then when they're not on the clock they're like whatever yeah let loose i don't know if they realize i these <laughs> characters are also like uh, i recognize the actors because i i feel like i've seen this show around for so long and i yeah. know that it's funny and i i just want to see so 
I, I it, like watching the show once. I'm like, uh, the way the power shifts and stuff happen in this show are so funny. They're so fun <laughs> to see uh, these characters bounce off each other. And all of them have this great relationship with the camera. People would call it now like an office, uh, the office ah, sort of yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, a sort of the, uh, they're, the they're a mockumentary, but that that very much acknowledges the camera mm-hmm. in, in a way that's more. I mean, more often than yeah. The Office would. Even uh, in is, in this episode, especially, they like a SARS <laughs> outbreak happens, and then uh, because uh, the the cameraman was there when when they found this body, <laughs> or not necessarily an outbreak, but a, a they're getting tested for a SARS outbreak. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the cameraman was in the room, so he also has to sh- strip down. Even though he's filming the whole time, he he's also has working. to be in quarantine. Yeah, it's just like why why did they have to film the quarantine? <laughs> yeah, and like <laughs> the the moment he takes his pants or like his clothes off and hands them over to the guy too, mm-hmm. they show the three officers. It's it's Dangle and. Weigel and who's the other one? Jones. Jones. And Dangle and Jones are like, sorry, man. And Weigel is just staring at this guy's junk. <laughs> like, or where I presume his junk would be. <laughs> yeah. And she looks at it like, what is that? <laughs> like, and that, it's like those little jokes. Like, every actor on the show is a character that fully commits to those little Mm -hmm. jokes so like even in the background it's like this rich wealth of of this world they're living in and these people that they are and they're never off yeah because that's just who they are like and that that's so her character too she's like weirdly into (laughs) i mean yeah like she and she and jones get like start getting um doing a massage train and then they start like he starts kissing her <laughs> yeah. neck and they're like they start feeling each other and dangle is like uh and scoots away yeah it was like a massage train uh-huh. and that's one of the funniest moments in the show <laughs> dangle's <laughs> like you can trudy you can you can go a little harder yeah, like he's can... trying to get a better massage <laughs> from her and then he's like slowly realizing you see it on his face he's slowly realizing they're about to have sex <laughs> when like earlier in the episode Jones's character was like, oh, I'll let you guys, yeah. you know, like there's a moment. Because Trudy offered Dangle to have sex with her, too. <laughs> so, like, what are they, the, this, all of these officers kind of have sex sometimes with each other. That like, makes sense, yeah. I, that makes sense for this. It's a show of debauchery. That yeah. makes sense. These people have no, like, uh, no shame here. It's just, mm-hmm. just yeah. it, just acting on <laughs> desires and it's. Oh God! So many funny moments. Well, the, how do you, how do we talk about this show and not just tell jokes, it? not just uh, retell jokes? Well, the mastery of watching how <laughs> how how they can keep escalating, how badly it's going for Ron, his character arc in this mm. right where you meet him and it's subtle at first. I didn't notice when I watched it the first time that his character is like. We kind of learned that he has a dark past, right? There's this That's guy it. on yeah. the road that um, is like, no, I recognize you. And he's like, no, 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 keep <laughs> driving. This guy recognizes me from TV. He's like, no, you owe me $200. Yeah. And then they start yelling and you like overhear, what is his name? Reading Ron be like, oh, no, I'm trying to turn my life around, man. I'm trying to turn his um, life around. And tell, tell what's her name that I didn't give her. Herpes. Herpes. Yeah. yeah. 
We also he he drops a little nugget that like oh when he finds the coke in the yeah. in the room and he's like oh this stuff that brings me back oh man uh, I, <laughs> I, 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 I left his my life <laughs> yeah I left my wife and kid for this stuff like <laughs> yeah this and, wrecked me <laughs> and everything that the officers are doing all of their inadequacies uh keep showing him and and all the awful things that yeah. they're faced with every day show him how terrible the world is yeah. and he's like falling down into a pit of despair so badly that they set up a fake scenario uh-huh. where they're going to rescue a cat off a roof just like a feel good story yeah, yeah so that he'll have something to put on his show and then <laughs> they <laughs> drop the cat into the air conditioner unit and just it immediately liquefies <laughs> Imme- just Which huge makes, blood splatter i just like it's so disgusting uh-huh. and, vi- and vile and and that kind of joke you would think like oh that's not funny that's an animal dying mm-hmm. but it's like because they've built up so much to this and it's yeah. not about the cat and you know the cat's not dead yeah. and you're like holy shit this guy's like day and week work week could not have been any worse and mm-hmm. he starts throwing a temper tantrum yeah yeah just melting down <laughs> no he was so no. happy when he thought they rescued the cat yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> he was so like oh that's so nice oh, like his man. faith in humanity was restored like he could hold on to his sobriety yeah it was somehow tied to it yeah and then the next scene with him, he's on the roof yep. talking about killing himself. Yep, yep. And then, because he's had this awful experience that these officers are so blissfully unaware that they're causing, mm-hmm. then they tase him. Yeah, they they like <laughs> they kind of they convince him to put the gun down. They like they, they tell him his wife and his kids are want on him the back. phone. Yeah, and uh, and so they convince him to put the gun down. And you're like, oh, they're actually like reaching out to this human being, and then. <laughs> they tase him once he puts the gun down. They're like, that's how it's done. And it's like like yeah. all in a day's work. We manipulated this guy into not shooting himself. And, and then we tased him and took him care of him. He says the officer that tased him, I can't remember his name, even is like, that guy was kind of an asshole. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what? Yep, yep. What? <laughs> He's a recovering addict. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny to see the... A person of such high moral standing as a children's show host, right? <laughs> Who's supposed to introduce children to the world or concepts of the world to children um, and and is kind of an early filter for how we understand how the way things work. Yeah. Um, and and his, his choices on how to do that are, <laughs> I mean, weird from the get-go. Like, he asks, oh, you're, I see you're wearing shorts. Yeah. Oh, do you wear shorts to the beach or the pool? Yeah. Oh, what did you do at the beach last time you were there? Oh, uh, Officer Junior over there stepped on a hypodermic <laughs> needle. There was a lot of AIDS jokes in this episode. There was a lot like of, three. Yeah, it's 2005, so I feel like that's the time for people, like, like making sense, like, this sort of... <laughs> comedy i wasn't ma- that mad normally i'm like it's jokes aren't funny yeah and i didn't i wasn't mad about them i yeah. didn't necessarily it's hard not to laugh because the joke is on the officers you mm-hmm. know it's on them being like dumb and that's the whole point mm-hmm. and it's of course that these these semi uneducated not that i'm 
I mean, I'm also really dumb sometimes, <laughs> so I've done some pretty stupid shit. Uh, so, so I, I'm not saying uneducated and like from a, an elitist stance. But, but but you do as an audience we look down on these characters yeah. we we look at them and laugh at them at their stupidity and we feel better for having experienced a <laughs> a, a, a a performance in front of us where these fools do their <laughs> foolish thing yeah yeah and so so from that standpoint seeing these people just like not understanding aids um like, of course, that's where his mind went to. Like, yeah. he stepped on a needle at the beach and his mind immediately went to AIDS. But instead, he got hep. Yeah. <laughs> and then and he's, he's like, like, I consider myself lucky. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's it's not just the way it's not just the jokes they're making, but like the way it's so it's so open in that way. It's so uh, uh, matter of fact in what they say and their delivery on it. Are, it they're, it's just so funny. It's, it's so funny. so genuine. Yeah. And, and you have to have, like, from my experience as an improviser, you have to have such a commitment to who your character is. Mm-hmm. To, to the intelligence that your character has. Because it's not like these characters are... Sometimes they're really good at their job. Sometimes mm. they're they're really good, and I'm like surprised because I'm so used to them failing. It seems to me, and uh, it might just be because it's season three. Wow, that was a lot of rhymes for not. <laughs> it seems rhyming. to me, it might just be because it's season three. <laughs> oh God, I'm Doctor <laughs> Fucking Seuss. Um, they are a very good team. They work well as a team when they work as a team. You know, they yes. they they are able to work well and effectively to achieve a goal that they all have decided to achieve. Um, yeah. Like tasing this guy, you know, distracting him enough and, so that they could tase him and keep him from shooting his, <laughs> shoot him Shooting himself. himself, yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel bad saying like, oh, we, we're laughing at these characters, but like, it, Well, God. we're laughing at the story, right? Yeah. The situations yeah. and like, so the characters are why it's funny. Mm-hmm. Without the characters behaving the way they do, it's it's not funny to see people in a room in quarantine. We ex- we have all experienced it, yeah. and it fucking sucks. Yeah, and they only have to quarantine for forty eight hours. We've <laughs> in this day and age, we've done it for months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we know that that's not fun, but mm-hmm. it's the way that the characters behave in that situation. That like that's the- <laughs> so true to like yeah. like the whole. They are hugging each other, holding each other, comforting each other. And then the guy's like rubbing her arm and she's like, that's my boob. And he's like, oh, sorry. And then like pulls away. And the way that they immediately turn to like, oh, let's have sex because we're going to die soon. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like mentality. Um, and there's just we can all kind of understand that sort of going crazy, uh, being stuck in one place and feeling like though the world is closed in on you and uh <laughs> And being afraid and just these are such human responses that they're doing. Um, even to though, comedic effect. Yeah, to very comedic even effect. Even though it's like the, like you you don't really believe they're going to die. No, you know they're not going to die. It seems like extreme circumstances that they even had to give their clothes away. Yeah, yeah. For And that they had to stay in the house that they found yeah, the dead body. Where they like, would be likely to contract it even more. Yeah, it if, seems weird. Like, why yeah. would you put them into containment tents? Yeah, like, take them somewhere else and, like, quarantine them just there. Just hose them down. Uh-huh. Anything. <laughs> you know? Like, uh, 
I was surprised they didn't do that. Yeah. But, but then, you know, you don't get a funny joke like the record that they put on. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's weird wailing. <laughs> there are so many records on that shelf, and he couldn't pick one by a recognizable artist. Nope, he just puts on a record. And <laughs> Maybe that'll be fun. Maybe everyone very, will enjoy that. Very unsettling wailing and strange instrument, like... <laughs> industrial sounds and he's like maybe it's playing at the wrong speed what on earth like like in what world how forgiving of of the record for him to think that it could be playing at the wrong speed and like why would he why would he think that it's such a weird joke to write to like if i was gonna write a joke <laughs> yeah. into a thing and be like and then they put on a record and it's a really weird sound and he says maybe it's playing at the wrong speed like i'm not gonna be like i feel great about that joke but the way it plays in the thing is so funny it's, it's yeah 100 percent because so of weird. the acting and that like we don't spend that much time with them. We don't see all their thought processes and stuff. We just see some like weird moments and like, <laughs> like there's yeah. just a lot of tension and not talking about what's going on and then laughing at the fact that they're like facing mortality and, uh, and, and <laughs> having very animalistic responses to it. Um, yeah. It is, it's more awkward than anything in there. It's just so, so weird. awkward. And they're wearing these paper gowns, these paper, like, like, I mean, it's weird that they all were hugging on the couch. Yep. yep. In these paper gowns, there's like nothing between you and yeah. another person, essentially. And then there's that moment where Dangle decides to have a heart to heart with uh, Weigel. Yeah. And he's, you, you feel like he's getting to an emotional place and apologizing to her. So, what you don't know is that. He really led her on and strung her along. I think they might have almost gotten married. Oh. Um, because I don't, he's obviously gay, yeah, or, or queer coded, yeah. With and they short sort of shorts dance and... along the line of mm. how vocal he is about this sexuality and how much he participates in it. Mm. Uh, they sort of dance around that on this show. So he kind of led her on and and was in a pseudo sexual relationship with her, and. They are no longer together, so I think that like a lot of the mean stuff was like coming from a place where he was trying to apologize, and then she farts, uh, and then yeah. that's like so. In all of that is a fucking fart joke. Yeah, yeah. Like this really like heartfelt. Like I was gaslighting you into liking me so that I didn't have to be out at my place of work because he's a he's like in charge of all the in this yeah. hyper masculine workplace. Yeah. And wouldn't necessarily want to be out. They even have conversations about it in the first and second season. Wow. And like all of that. And she farts and he's like, are you fucking kidding? Yeah. He's like done. (laughs) (laughs) The way I was reading the situation was he was making a fake apology the whole time. It's just (laughs) to me, it was just like, yeah, I've said a lot of mean things to you. And I meant a lot of mean things. And I'm like, I'm, I'm saying this is an apology, but really i I don't think that I'm <laughs> sorry. And then she farts and she's just responding the same way every time. She's, like, so- <laughs> she's not listening to him. It's like, it's like there's nothing like nothing is affecting her. She's just like playing the part or something like it's yeah. very funny, but that's wild to know that like there's that whole 
situation. And then it's just undercut with, yeah, yeah. it's all and anyway, that, under that punctuated with a fart. And the, the, the disingenuous uh, nature of mm-hmm. his apology is like, that's that fart joke is why. Yeah. Because he was not great to her. Yeah. But it's like, it, it went both ways for yeah. sure. Where like, she was way too into him. For someone who so obviously should have known that he was gay when, like, everybody else on the force either questioned it or knew or was, like, convinced that he was. And it's like, what are you doing, you know? (laughs) So, like. So, this is a character (laughs) growth moment in this show. I mean, I think it is a little bit. It's sort of like, it's sort of a, a demonstration of like, you're locked in a room together and you have to face the, uns- you have to say the unsaid things. This yeah. is a moment of like, of addressing that. <laughs> a little bit. But it's it's just a dumb, it's just a bunch of dumb jokes. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> I liked that there were like two plots. I liked that, like the A story, mm. B story kind of thing going on. Um, yeah. It, it felt very contained because I... I feel like my concept of this show going into it, I thought it was going to be just a bunch of random encounters, you know? How, oh, okay. Um, because because it says it's like a satire of cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought it was just going to be just encounter after encounter after encounter, just sketch after sketch after sketch, basically. <laughs> and it was a bunch of sketches, but it was like, uh, but there was like, yeah, a story. There's this, this guy is losing faith in humanity, losing faith in his ability to control the world around him. Um, and that's like, it's becoming more and more obvious that the reason he is the person that he is, the uh, the children's show host, is because he really, he's trying to control everything so tightly. Yeah. Like, he's trying to control things that people say, uh, the way that they say them. He's, oh my God. When he tells um, Junior, Officer Junior, to say something else, don't say whore, don't say hooker, uh, say something else, like bucket. And it's just like, you're... <laughs> Your first thought is to go hooker equals bucket. Like, yeah. what kind of a fucked up worldview is that? What a I terrible, terrible, like, instead of being like, hey, maybe we shouldn't talk about these subjects. It's, hey, just don't say those words. It's Which just makes no sense. Makes no sense at all. And it's not doing him any favors. No. It's not doing him any favors. No. <laughs> It was the beach ball, right? Yeah, the beach the, ball. Instead of saying you stepped on a hypodermic needle. Just say you encounter something else, like a beach ball. And, and then, then <laughs> and then he's like, oh, okay, okay. And like, this is, this is where we learned that, like, no matter what uh, Ron <laughs> says, they're going to, like, they're, they're going not to, really going to listen. They're not going to get it. They're not going to figure out how to to sugarcoat things so like it's like oh okay and then he's gonna like we think he's gonna tell a story about a beach ball but no he stepped on a beach ball and contracted hepatitis yes <laughs> that's right <laughs> and the at the end of the episode you find out oh there's another moment in the evidence room right where they right. he's trying to like He's like, oh, look at all these toys. Like, that also is a moment where it's like, Ron, you really should have known better that this evidence room was not going to be, you're not going to be able to convince kids that these are toys in this evidence room. Yeah. And Clementine, who's just over it from the Uh get-go, Clemmy, who who he told to hide her cleavage. Uh-huh. So so this to man is up. policing a woman's body yep. uh, for the sake of a children's show, as if kids don't know what titties are. Uh, he 
goes in there and she's over it and she's telling him about <laughs> she's like i don't i don't know you're not going to want to mention th- i wouldn't mention this because this this mom was roller skating yeah. had her baby and got hit by a car and now they're both dead <laughs> oh my god and- <laughs> she was wearing a baby bjorn while roller skating which sounds like a terrible like it's Awful. like a terrible setup to begin with and then <laughs> And then she's hit by a car, and now they're both dead. And it's just like, oh, fuck. Like, and why is that in their evidence? Yeah. Room? She's like, we just have this stuff. So I just, I, I need to make a note about it. And, uh, <laughs> and like, I'm not going to show you that because that's really sad. <laughs> like, the, the oh writing, the gosh. documentation of it all. Yeah. And then she, like, brings out a shotgun, and she's like, this shotgun was being used in a film shoot where a bunch of pregnant women were <laughs> yeah, shooting a fetish video. A fetish video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where a bunch of pregnant women are shooting guns in the air, but we had to confiscate it because they were underage. What the fuck? <laughs> How horrifying! It's right? it's like what are what is the most debased things that could be <laughs> happening? And then they're just like they're just so accustomed to it. They're so they used to it. She could have tried to spin it in some way. Yeah, no. She could have been like, them, and gun safety is really important. It's important to lock up spin. your guns. You know, like, yeah. None of them even thought that they needed to. No. And then that's where you learn that he was a coke addict. Uh-huh. Uh, and then at the end of the episode, they go back to that room and he's gotten in everything. Mm-hmm. Somehow he's gotten into all of the drugs in that room. Yeah. There was a bong in the back that they didn't even address. <laughs> and then it was gone when, uh, when after the room was raided. Oh, I didn't yeah. even see that. Yeah, that was a fun little, little image joke. It's so weird to think about like how drugs how how marijuana has changed in the pop culture like lens now mm. where that would have been probably that would have been like yeah you could get arrested for that yeah and now in a lot of places you won't get arrested no, for yeah, that yeah oh clementine did say though like when explaining coke she's like if you ever encounter this stuff <laughs> Leave it alone because it's very expensive. Yeah. It's <laughs> not because you shouldn't do it. Because it's expensive. Because it's expensive. And she was addressing the kids too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think Clementine is one of those characters that does like cocaine. And yeah. Like it doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, which all of these characters I think have a vice that is somehow bending or breaking the law uh. that they, they, don't consider like as a conflict of interest for them yeah at all yeah i think some of them have like hooked up with hookers guaranteed oh sorry sex workers believe that i believe that and and like junior for sure yeah juniors probably have been with a lot of sex workers and doesn't consider it like Something he should <laughs> report or whatever, which I mean, yeah, you know, support sex workers, but uh, also like then they're arresting people for you know, like where where is the line for yeah, you guys? Yeah, that's I, the I, show. <laughs> I ne- we never saw them arrest a single person <laughs> except for tasing uh, Ron at the end, and like that was the the only moment that they were like. <sighs> <laughs> doing their job yeah, cracking down doing their job the uh the other moment was when they found the body and then like she doesn't realize that he's dead and she's like reading rights out to him <laughs> yelling at him <laughs> that's right and they have that like that voice that they're putting on when they're yelling outside the door and it's just like <laughs> like 
and they, it's like this huge monotone um and like they they don't hit their consonants at all they're just like shouting just to shout and then she reads this very long thing out to him, like a warrant or something like that and, and she's using the voice the entire time That's so it's awful so awful <laughs> It's so funny though. This w- seems like it would be such a fun show to be a guest on, oh, to yeah. be a, a, a character on, just just to be a part of. You yeah, know? yeah. I bet they had a blast. Uh, what's his name? Carlos Alazraki. Alaz, uh, uh, Alazraki. Yeah, Alazraki. Oh, what was his name? He was the one in the beginning who wouldn't put on the mask yeah, and then passed up. He's he's. He's a professed to breaking in a lot of the scenes to like oh, really? laughing. Yeah. Which I mean, it would be hard not to. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Deputy James Garcia. Garcia, yeah. that's right. And then at the end of the episode, they're all pissed that their episode didn't get yeah. none of their footage. There was the fireman. Because but they didn't realize that nothing was usable. Like I nothing don't know how. they did or said was at all appropriate <laughs> they for kind showing. of said it they said that they knew yeah. and that's why they set up the cat and yeah. then at the end they're still surprised yeah why they're fools they're all fools it's a it's, a, it's just a a bucket of a barrel of monkeys yeah they're just goofs <laughs> do you see like yourself coming back to the show i might i mean i would not i don't see myself sitting down and watching all the seasons of this show, I do maybe see myself tuning in though and being like (laughs) seeing it as an option as something I might want to like, yeah, if I'm just feeling that sort of like weird character comedy, uh, just like people can be very, people can be very strange because they're only on TV for like three minutes, you know, in most of these episode so you watch reality tv shows sometimes and you're like oh people not only can they be very strange they are they very are strange. really weird yeah so i i it's hard for me to even watch a comedy show like this and say that this isn't realistic it's really hard for me to say that yeah because everything about it is it feels real like it feels yeah. what is that what is that is it just like it's familiar, right? It's familiar enough to be like, oh, that is sort of like what reality is like. Yeah. And we look at satires and be like, okay, finally someone's someone's addressing the actual funny thing about this that like cops do seem to put on a voice when they're yelling at the door. Or like <laughs> they they are exposed to so much drugs and so much debauchery that of course they they bend their own morals and and like and yeah. because they have access total unfettered access to it it seems they can and will use well, it and they understand how the system works yeah they know how to work around it and within it and there's almost no oversight yeah if you notice there's almost no oversight no oversight so very easily this could happen to a town mm-hmm. a small town where like you know, anything could happen there. Like yeah. th- people could get away with anything. Yeah, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, and in the time that we live in now, and all of the conversations that are happening around responsible policing or moving finances from punishing uh, criminalization. The criminalization and stuff into preventing 
uh, needs of like the need to commit crimes or anything like that. If you have a community around you that is supports you and doesn't push you, like gives you all the things you need, there's no need to if you yeah, have all if that your needs available. Are met, you if don't your needs necessarily are met, need to, yeah, you know, if your mental health needs are also met, like if all that community supports in place, you don't need as much cops wandering around being whatever these people are. Whatever these, these people are. <laughs> these like. I feel like that would be me as a cop. Yeah. If I was if I was to be a police officer, I think this is the most accurate representation of how it would go down. Wow. (laughs) You'd just like you'd just be open arms, free fall, like. I mean, yeah. It's like it's not. It seems like it's not a fun job, but I mean, they seem like they're having. They seem like they're having fun. Uh, but. Could you imagine having to see people in the worst of circumstances uh, making decisions that are putting them in bad circumstances or or maybe not even making the decision, but just sort of in a bad place and you have to you have to police them mm-hmm. in that circumstance rather than being able to help them in literally any other way. Yeah. Or in, in any way. You're not helping these people have better lives. That's the unfortunate thing. Like people who need protection, like battered housewives and stuff, the police can't even do anything about that. You can put the guy in jail for a night until it's like, there's enough evidence of abuse that, that they can do something. And then what, you know, like the, at the end of the day, like a woman could still potentially be, be murdered Mm-hmm. Uh, or be abused by this person that the, I mean, the police like literally have no power to to criminalize this person's behavior. But mm-hmm. you have <laughs> you know an ounce of weed on you, and you're in prison for forty years. Yeah. Like the it's really not fair. Like I would not want this job. You and, know, and like the the yeah the measurement of success is did you you know, find that guy with the weed on him. That is a successful and easy situation. And therefore one you seek out more often because it's easier to resolve. I imagine like it's easier to say like, it's very probably asking officers to do that. True. Yeah. Yeah. To keep drugs off the street. Yeah. It's community based programs. People. Right. That's what's effective. That's what matters. I am. Are there ever, situations where these people in this show do every do anything like actually good do anything like genuinely <laughs> yeah. like positive for another person uh i think they're not like support their community um, in any way goodness i think they try yeah they <laughs> certainly know. fail a lot on this show yeah um i think they try to help people like if they see someone's like a drunk or an addict or something they are they're like insistent that they get help but they obviously have to arrest them mm-hmm. and there's this character on here that's a sex worker that's gosh i can't remember his name but he roller skates and <laughs> wears short shorts he's like one of the most hilarious characters they have they're constantly arresting him so i i mean it's uh, no, I don't know if they're doing mm. anything good. I'd mm-hmm. like to say they are, but but the show itself is, I'd say, doing good. To to have like one of their main uh, sex worker uh, offenders on the show be uh, a queer man, it, I think is kind of revolutionary. Like, 
okay, great. We're not punching down and making awful jokes about like a female sex worker. That's mm-hmm. great. Uh, if we're going to punch at anyone, let's punch at this white dude, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, because women oftentimes don't control those circumstances. Right. Uh, and, and punching at, at people in authority too, I think is fine. You mm-hmm. know, punching at the, at the actual policing that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Normally, if something good comes of their actions, it's like because some other authority came in and and like they think they did something good, but the other authority is like, we would have had like, what do you <laughs> like? We <laughs> we were this was an undercover operation yeah. and you you, you fucked, fucked us on yeah. this yeah, or yeah, something, yeah. you know? And at the end of the day, something like fine happened, you yeah. know? But they somehow made it worse before right. it got handled you know these people more than anything support the status quo of (laughs) of like of sex work of drugs of 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 like bad policing of violence of of letting people run rampant and and no matter what they do the world is because of their (laughs) actions is going to be wild and unjust and un uh, untamed, untamed. yeah that nothing they do ever changes wow. anything in this wow town. yeah man damn yeah damn <laughs> yeah i mean but that's okay because i think that uh they're making a good point yeah so yeah just yeah funny fantastic show also like all of these every single character on the show is so good did you read the list of like the actors Oh no, I don't think I did. It was it stars Cedric Yarborough, Nisi Nash, Robert Ben Garant, Thomas Lennon, Carlos Al Alazraki. Al- Al- That's a hard one. It's I don't even hard. know if we're pronouncing it right. Alazraki, Wendy McLendon Covey, Carrie Kenny, and Mary Birdsong. And um, Ron was Brian Unger. They're all great. They're I've all seen great. Thomas Lennon in several different things. Niecy Nash had, had had her own show called called Claws. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I do remember Claws. Man, Carrie Kenny is doing um, a lot. is the the wife of the of Glenn on Superstore. She's great at playing this character that's like it and especially in this show, this character you don't consider to be a sexual object and being a very sexual person. Interesting. And that, I think that's a lot of the joke of her character. Um, pff, Junior is is I I've never seen him without sunglasses on. Uh huh. <laughs> Wild <laughs> ever. Wild. Uh, Cedric is really good at at uh, sorry D- Deputy Jones is really good at being like kind of the only one with common sense in a room sometimes. Uh huh. They're, yeah, I mean, they're all just really unique characters. Mary yeah. Birdsong, her character never says that she's a lesbian, but is so obviously a lesbian. Like, yeah. like <laughs> says she's going to hang out with her girlfriends, and it's like she's got two hot women on her arms, <laughs> and they're going to play basketball. Uh-huh. And she's like, they're, but they're not lesbians. Right. She's not dating any of them, yeah. but they obviously are fucking. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, there's, there's a, a great joke about it in... In the movie Reno Miami, uh, I I recommend some people watch this show. It's yeah. so good. It's good. Right on. It, do you feel like uh, there's some connection of it because you grew up in a small desert town? 
I think I remember watching it in high school and being like, oh my God, these these became like my comic icons. Really? Yeah, like I had, you know, when I was younger, it was like Ace Ventura and and like Robin, it was like Jim Carrey and Robin Williams. Like mm-hmm. who didn't want to be as funny as the genie mm-hmm. in Aladdin? Who didn't want to be as funny as Ace Ventura Pet Detective? And then you grow up and you realize maybe you shouldn't be into Jim Carrey. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, just because Ace Ventura has a lot of problematic yeah. jokes. Yeah. Uh, very of its time. Very, very of, its, of time. its time. But when yeah. you're a kid and you see some guy using his butt cheeks as a mouth yeah. as a talking piece, it's very funny. Very funny. Yeah. <laughs> I. You don't have to defend that. Like, as a kid, like, just, just being free with the body and just being like <laughs> silly just unapologetically silly that is amazing yeah. like that and high energy as well like that is that is unreal and you wish there was more people like that in your life and you want to be that person in your yeah. life too it just looks so fun <laughs> it, yeah and there's no need yeah. to yeah you're as a kid of course you're gonna love it and of it's course. not my fault that that movie came out. So no, not at <laughs> and all. And that 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 was iconic. Uh, it's good to know now, though. Uh, mm-hmm. But this show also, this came out in high school, and I was like blown away. the The next closest thing at this time was probably anything with Will Ferrell, you know. But this was the only TV show, and it, again, it was hard to watch. It was on Comedy Central. Yeah, my mom wouldn't have approved of me yeah. watching it. Uh, my grandpa was always watching the news. So it's like you had to find moments to. <laughs> I had to find moments to watch it, and if I could ever work on anything like this, that would be like wow. Pff. This is like a fundamental show to your comedy and like entertainment senses like this is a yeah. fundamental show to you I, oh my god yeah, reno 911 hit me up <laughs> yeah <laughs> if i could write for something like this and that's the thing is it's not written according to screenrant.com mm-hmm. it's it's mostly improvised so yeah. I, I assume they have like a skeleton script yeah and they just like in step brothers probably where like some of the actors had had lines and some of them didn't. It would be awesome to work on something like this as a writer, but you kind of have to be an improviser to do something like this. Mm-hmm. And and the great thing is that there's shows like this all over Chicago. Yeah. People putting on an improvised experience. Right. Like in in there's like <laughs> there was an improvised Fast and the Furious musical at the Bug House Theater <laughs> oh like god. last month. Oh my god. Yeah, which I I did not get to see. Dang, that's uh, right up your alley. So many things <laughs> check boxes there for you. Uh, uh but they have like an improvised Law and Order thing at the Annoyance. Mm-hmm. They have improvised Shakespeare, they have yeah. improvised Star Trek, they have improvised what's one other one? I don't know. The uh, the uh, 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 rescue rangers, rescue pets. I don't know. What are they called? Rescue rangers. Uh, that's wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, that Chipping. is a thing. But that's the little. That's mice. a little mice. Yeah, that's the little chipmunks. Also, you don't know what chipmunks are. Just heads up. I don't. You don't because. What are they? So remember when we watched Disenchantment and there was that claw machine and all the little like like. It was a claw machine. It yeah. comes down, picks up a live animal. And I thought they were you squirrels. You thought they were squirrels. Those are chipmunks. 
The rescue rangers, those two are chipmunks. They're not mice. Get out. You don't know what chipmunks are, which well, is interesting. Well, I don't have much experience. Yeah. There's, I don't think there's chipmunks in Arizona. Interesting. They're like, they, not where so I'm So they're from. like tiny little skunk, brown skunks, basically. They don't make any smells or anything, but they got they got big pudgy cheeks and they got those those lines, those like white lines along their body. Are you sure? Yeah. Hold on. Google chipmunk. Chipmunk. I want to know what... They're tiny. They were in Arizona. Well, then maybe chipmunks are what I have always thought. Of as ground squirrels, probably. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's probably what you're thinking of. I once captured a chipmunk. Oh, what? (laughs) Yeah. I once, like, like they would always be outside in the backyard at my grandma's house, and I once did the old put a stick under oh, a tit. It was like a popcorn wow. tin. And I, I got it to trust me enough that I could sit on the porch. It came up and it got caught in it. And then I couldn't, I couldn't get it out. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the whole, the thing's fucking going crazy in there. Yeah. Like, ah! yeah, yeah. Uh, Don't want to get bit by it. It's moving so fast. Yeah. And well, it, it got out. It mm-hmm. was so, I like barely lifted the thing up and it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, I was I, I shouldn't have been catching a chipmunk. How <laughs> fucked up is that? You shouldn't do that. Uh, uh, you can't you can't get rabies from squirrels. Okay, but I don't know if you can get it from chipmunks. I mean, I don't know if I. I mean, it, this was really out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know how these chipmunks would have gotten rabies. Do they just have it in it can, them? It's it can get around. You know, like hmm. we don't track rabies through all the animals populate, like all the animal populations in the world, especially when you're out in the middle of nowhere. You know, yeah, that's true. Rabies is not a uh, necessarily. I dodged a bullet. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, may have. I don't care. I can't guarantee that you would have gotten rabies, but getting bit by that would not have been good. It wouldn't have been fun. Do you yeah. remember the story of the kid falling into the well, uh, Timmy? The, Timmy, Timmy <laughs> fell down the well. Uh, fell into the meerkat pit at a zoo. No, they had to kill all the meerkats there because he got bit by one of them, and they don't know which one bit him. So they had to kill all the meerkats there to test if any of them had rabies. You have to kill the animal to mm-hmm. see if they have rabies. Mm-hmm. You have to cut its brain open to see if it has rabies. Why can't they just give this fucker a rabies shot? I I think it's more destructive to. Give someone rabies shot when they don't need it. More destructive than, than killing, killing an entire of, yeah. clan of meerkat. I think so. Or maybe, maybe more. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it I really don't know. Kid. I don't know. They, That's fucked up. Yeah. Kids, don't jump into meerkat pits. Don't don't fall into meerkat pits. Stop taking your kids to the zoo. Yeah. Just put on the Discovery Channel. Yeah. Or put on this episode of uh, <laughs> Reno Nine One One. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, you have a review. Uh, this review is from One Potato Two. Uh, it was written June fourteenth, two thousand and four. Um, oh. and it just wow. As much <laughs> as I gripe about how rotten entertainment is and my dislike of actors, it must be hard <laughs> to know when filming footage to know if what you have is actually funny. Given the huge range of tones to comedy, how did they find actors who all knew how to do deadpan so well? The no-name ensemble are all amazing. They're 
all on the same page. No one is ruining things with cornball or mass market line deliveries. Reno 911 could easily have been as stupid as most of TV's output. Instead, it's a damned funny put on. I was so grateful to find this series this week of the over-the-top, week-long, non-stop beatification of Ronnie Reagan. Well done. What? <laughs> okay. What? Ronnie Reagan. Maybe that's when Ronald Reagan died. I think. It, wow. I think this must have come out. Wow. At this, like, wow. Like the dude. week Ronald Literally, Reagan died. I the didn't... man died. Look, I'm not saying he was a great president, but fuck. You were like, I don't want to hear about this dead Prezi. <laughs> What's wild to me <laughs> is that the only news and at like anything related to the world going on that's that that has been affecting him is this, this Ronald Reagan nonsense and then he finds this show yeah this is such a wild I mean there's an entire war in the Middle East yeah but sure Ronald Reagan I mean I guess they probably were talking about it a lot but <sighs> and it's probably an election year coming up 2004 2000 Two, yeah, right. 2004 was an election year. What in the? Yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah, where are you at? Well, I mean, whatever. He's. I think this person has no experience with improv. No, they seem to. This person seems to be absolutely floored by the, like, by the fact that these people know <laughs> how to. Yeah, the skill of yeah. these people and the that the people know what the joke is, which is. <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, it's yeah. great that what they're doing is clearly accomplishing mm -hmm. or what is reading to mm -hmm. an audience, you know. Uh, and that's kind. Of, I think that's what you hope for as an improviser that people will just spend their disbelief and, and buy what you're doing. And I mean, a lot of times you're an improviser and on a stage, and it's kind of hard because you're on a stage and yeah. you don't have props you yeah. don't have i mean what they have here is they probably have amazing editing as well absolutely i'm sure there's a lot that that hit the floor on this they they have the ability to take many takes they have the ability mm -hmm. to give many uh, uh make many jokes uh yeah. find different routes through each of these scenes i imagine and then they get to you know cut out all the the stuff that doesn't work or the stuff where people break and they just get to like yeah. play those beats that work yeah i mean it's it's it ends up being so much on the director and editor to to pick out what story they're telling mm -hmm. uh which is um which is great they clearly do it to a to a great effect yeah michael patrick jan is the director and this episode was written by robert ben garant carrie kenny and thomas lennon oh so the the, the three of the actors mm -hmm. three of the Three of the cast, three of the yeah, core cast. That's great. Yeah. It seems like um, Oh, so they're that's awesome too. So they are writing it. So this is uh, this is this is a dream job. Yeah. I mean I God. imagine it's that they I guess the, it was created by uh Robert Ben Garant, Carrie Kenny, and Thomas Lennon. Like oh, it's their creation, their idea. That's incredible. Um great that work. Kinda, yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they just write a bare bones script and they have all these talented people that they've been doing improv with probably for a, a decade now or for many years, you know, they all know how to work together and play these characters and then they yeah. get to just goof. Just go off. Just yeah. go off. That's the dream. Oh my God. That's um, what I want to do. <laughs> 
Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks to all the supporters. If yeah, if you can leave us a review, send a, us a message. Tell us we fucked up or uh, or that you love us. Or that you um, love us. Tell us if you want to sell us drugs so that we can mm. say no. Just oh, say no. Actually, well, here's what I want you to do. Yes, pull over. Stop driving. Pull over. Don't get drive. on your phone. Get on your computer. Mm-hmm. Stop driving. Stop driving. Put the parking brake on. Yeah. Type in, please, please stop doing drugs, Lisa and Adam. Yeah. Please don't don't do any more drugs. Love your show. Stop doing drugs. We've been waiting to be reached out to by people who love us in order for us to make the change. Uh, yeah. So we've just been waiting for this. Uh, once you do that, yeah. uh, we're going to clean Until, our lives up. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I will keep taking ibuprofen. Mm, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Lisa. I don't care. Lisa. I don't care. There are audience. Our audience, Lisa. <laughs> okay. You'll do anything for if them, If they right? ask, yeah. then fine. But it's, it just seems like so you just, don't uh, care. So just... Write in your review. Tell Lisa to stop taking ibuprofen. Um, and antihistamines? Yeah. I need them. <laughs> I literally need them. I'm very allergic to dogs. Thank you for listening to season three, episode four. Our theme song is written and performed by Jacob Bernstein. You can follow him and the band at uh, Space Out Makeout yeah. on Instagram and on Spotify. You can find Adam on Instagram at DamnNHD. And you can find Lisa on Instagram at L-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-A. You can find Oz on Instagram at Ozzy the Buddy. That's O-Z-Z-I-E, the Buddy. You can find this podcast at Season 3, Episode 4. The words are words, the numbers are numbers. Lisa, what are you binging right now? What am I binging right now? I recently binged Is It Cake on Netflix. And it's very convincing and... I was watching it and I felt so bad. I wanted all of the people to have to win. Mm-hmm. I wanted them all to win. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking, this is entertainment that we're watching these poor people, <laughs> these very poor people fight for a chance at a slice of some money. <sighs> it's just, it actually was really sad. Oh. It's, it's viewing it through a capitalist lens, yeah. thinking like, why don't like they all deserve to win like they're all of their cakes were really convincing yeah uh do you do you know what it is i i have literally just heard about it today today from me no today from uh uh seeing it on npr i think (laughs) oh yeah. yeah they they like make very realistic looking cakes yeah and then they show the cakes that they've made yeah. next to the real versions of those objects. Yeah. And it's really hard to tell. Wow. And they have like these, this list of like pseudo celebrity guests, some of them actually very successful people. Uh, John Gavris was on an episode. Wow. Yeah. Of Raised by TV and Newcomers Season 3, uh, two awesome podcasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> It's a very good show. What are you binging? I'm binging Ted Lasso. Oh, my God. My feelings feel so full. My heart is so uh, uh, open to British people and to American coaches right now. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I love that show so much. It's been a delight, and I'm so excited to have more episodes to keep binging. Yeah. All right. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. Uh, Join us next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Episode. That was it. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 